Hey everyone, and welcome to the Habitation Podcast um, and the YouTube video. We are so excited today. We have my uncle, Pastor Benny Hinn with us, and I couldn't be more honored. He's coming up on almost 50 years in the ministry. Uh, if it wasn't for this amazing man, I wouldn't be saved. Uh, well, at least most likely not. Um, and just what he's what he's paid for, what he's done has impacted my family, my my children, of course. And uh, we're honored to have you, Uncle Benny. Thank you for being on. Well, William, I sure love you. And you didn't have to say all you said, but the Lord did it. And to him be the praise. Amen. Amen. Yes, I had the chance to work with my uncle for two years, had an encounter with the Holy Spirit in Toronto that changed my life forever. And um, never would I have thought that I would be hosting you on anything, let alone having you at our event in January, uh, January 20th or 22nd. Pastor Benny will be with us in Dallas and uh, the Lord is going to be there. And we're going to talk about it a little bit uh, toward the end. But I have a couple of questions that honestly, for a long time in my life, I've been wanting to ask you. Um, and so I wanted to ask you with, with all that you have seen and experienced in your life, um, all that the Lord has done. I grew up seeing you in arenas and how God has used you in a mighty way. Do you believe that there's more uh, that specifically that God has for you to accomplish? And what what move of God do you still long to see? Well, when it comes to me, uh, I'm almost at the end of my race. And the Lord has done great things, of course. Uh, only he did it. So what I believe the Lord may still want to do with me is reach the youth and pour into them what I've seen and experienced in my nearly now, well, 48 years of ministry so far this year, be 50 years in two years uh, in ministry. So uh, time is school, you know, and you learn a lot just by living. And, uh, but what I'm seeing now, which I love to be a part of, is what's happening with young people like yourself and uh, my kids, uh, my children, and others like that. I want to pour into all of you because, you know, uh, I was there when Catherine Kuhlman was alive and ministered. I was in her meetings. I was there uh, when Oral Roberts, uh, was mightily used of God and he became my very close friend and my neighbor for 20 years, spent much time with him, uh, Rex Humbard, who was the first man to ever preach the gospel on television mm. from Akron, Ohio was Rex Humbard. A lot of people don't, don't even remember his name, but he was the pioneer. He was the man God really used to open the nation to the gospel. There were three men that God used mightily in those days, was Billy Graham, Otto Roberts, and Rex Humboldt. They were the three greats of the days, we used to call them. And uh, the Lord, of course, uh, allowed me to be close, very, very close, two of them, uh, Rex and, and Oral. I did meet Franklin Graham, and he had a great, uh, he had a great impact on me. I, we spent a, a few hours together years ago. And he gave me some wonderful advice from his, himself and his own dad. I never met Billy, but uh, getting to know these amazing men like Oral and Rex 
left an amazing mark on my life. And of course, David Duplessis, a lot of people don't know who, who he was. He was called Mr. Pentecost. Yeah. Uh, Derek Prince, one of the greatest Bible teachers I think I've ever heard in my life, who conducted our engagement service when Suzanne and I were, were engaged. He was a very close friend of mm. uh, Suzanne's dad and mom and uh, ended up uh, being the host for our, uh, when I got engaged to Suzanne at the church, we had a service and so forth for the engagement, which, and I know today they don't do that, but in those days we would have a whole service when you got engaged in a church, you know, yeah, where someone prayed over you and, and so on. Yeah. So uh, now I'm able to talk about these wonderful people and many, many like them, Cody Ten Boom, whom I met, and uh, Mother Basilia Schling, that um, amazingly God used her to touch my life. Maxwell White was my pastor when I was young. He wrote the book, on the part of the blood, who was a Canadian powerful man of God, Winston Nunes, people like that, people don't even know who these who these amazing people were. Uh, it's a brand new generation today, but we are who we are in the body of Christ before, because of people like them and others like them. And I met a lot of them. So now I'm able to talk about those days and introduce to this generation um, what God did, and I believe God will do it again, maybe in, even in a greater way. Amen. People know of uh, John or not, the Toronto yeah. blessing. John and I actually began together. He was he actually worked with me in the early early days, and uh, there's so many of them out there still, you know, living. But the majority are gone to heaven. And mostly, of, of course, they're up in age. I'm 70 now, and most of them were actually, if not all of them, were older than me. So I can talk about it. I, I said to, to the Lord one time, William, I was ministering in a, in a crusade, and I saw someone under the power of God just glowing, just glowing. They seemed to be experiencing heaven, you know. And the joy of the Lord was so beautiful on their face. And, and I said, oh, Lord, how I wish I could be on the floor now wow. experiencing what I think was a lady uh, was experiencing. And the Lord said, well, you're my hose now. You're only my hose. You know, the hose you use for <laughs> water, you know, you get things wet, you know. And I said, well, even the hose at times needs a little, a little touch. <laughs> Uh, wow. A few years ago, I said, Lord, am I still your hose? Am I the hose you're using, you know, to get the water out? Yeah. He said, now you're my bridge. Wow. And I think it's true, you know. I mean, I'm able to kind of talk about the past, bring it into the present. So that's very precious. And bring my, my uh, the, the experiences I've had and the lessons I've learned. So that's one thing I want to do. And, and what, what is it that I want to see? Well, I'll tell you, I want to see uh, our part of the world on fire for God. And I mean our part of the world, the Middle East, uh, the most neglected part of the world today when it comes to uh, the believers that live there are really the Middle Eastern believers. There's a lot of them in the, in the Arab world. 
even among the Palestinians, yeah. who love the Lord so much and are truly godly, precious people who have who have paid a very who have paid a very high price to be believers in that part of the world. Some of them have been killed. Many are, are, are under great persecution. Um, the only nation today where you see a lot of growth in the in the church is in Israel, because Israel is is an open democratic nation, and there's a great move of God today among the Israelis and the Arabs and the Palestinians. Wow! In a beautiful way, you've been there with us, so you've been to yeah. Israel. Uh, there's also a beautiful move in Egypt, in Jordan, in Lebanon. But, uh, you know, a lot of some of the nations in that part of the world are not having the, 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 what we hear about in, in Israel. But I pray that the Lord will, will do that, and I believe he will. Amen. And that is one thing I pray I'll see before the Lord takes me home. And in Iran, Iran is a very special nation in my heart. Uh, I am praying that the Lord would move mightily in Iran. The Iranian people are like fruit, ready to be yeah. ripe fruit on trees, ready to be picked, you know, and uh, come into the, the kingdom. So that is the answer to your question. That's what I really want to say about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say growing up, you know, I remember, I think I was eight years old and my parents, my dad, your brother took us to the pond. You were holding a crusade in Anaheim and, yeah. uh, and I remember being in the room at eight years old and, you know, what I felt in there is it's, it's indescribable and you could never just go on with life and forget about it. And I think one of the things I deal with today in, in our current generation is worship and the presence of God, the power of God has uh, been replaced by so many other things and additions and everything we've done and added to uh, to be relevant, to grow churches. But there's something about some of the meetings that I've been with you and and what I've experienced, the fear of the Lord at points where you're like, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to move or not. And uh, and so something I've always wanted to ask you that every time I read First Chronicles 13 through 15, I often think about you. Um, and it really is around this habitation event that we're doing and, and this cry, this Psalms 132 cry of God, we want to have a place for you on the earth. Um, but David has this desire of God, we want you to come into our city, we want the glory of the Lord to come in. Uh, we don't just want you to come and visit us, we want you to inhabit us, we want you to stay. And in First Chronicles 13, he stands up in front of the nation, it's kind of his moment, he says, we didn't go after the presence in the days of Saul, but we're going after it now. And puts the ark on a new cart pulled by oxen. We know the story. It gets to the threshing floor, begins to shake. Uzzah touches it and dies. And later on in chapter 15, you see that David uh, said, we didn't follow the proper order. And there was some significant changes that he made. One being he took it, took it off the cart, put it on the shoulders of a priesthood. But there's one change that that I think we miss, that in chapter 13, they were just kind of worshiping with all their might going through the motions, trying to make it easy, trying to make it fast. But in chapter 15, it says that they found a skillful worshiper. And in Hebrew, that word skillful is they found a discerning one. 
And something I've noticed about you that I'm asking God to give to the next generation is your ability to host the presence and discern him in a way like I'd never seen. I mean, I'm not saying this to flatter you, but I've said this all over the world to many people. You're probably one of the best, if not the best worship leader I've ever met. Um, and I wanted I wanted to ask you, how do you grow in this desire of God? We want you to inhabit, we want you to be with us and stay with us. Um, but there's things that grieve him that don't, things that he likes and doesn't like. How would you tell us that you learned how to worship, especially in that way that you do, that you flow? Um, and how can we grow in our discernment to actually get him to come and stay? Great question. It, it's all about the relationship with the Lord. When the Lord visited me in 1973, 49 years ago, yesterday, wow. was the 21st of December, 1973, was, that's 49 years ago, this week, at Catherine Kuhlman. Um, and for a year, I worshiped the Lord alone in my in my room my uh, my family was not saved at the time and uh, that's where the lord met me i did i did not realize how important what i did how important that was to god because i was ministering to the lord not for the lord mm -hmm. not realizing the impact it would have on my heart and life and ministering to the Lord is the key, not for the Lord. And you cannot minister for the Lord till you have ministered to the Lord. Uh, Samuel ministered to the Lord, it says in Samuel. So even a little boy can minister to the Lord. And, and the Bible is clear in Acts 13, as they were ministering to the Lord, he called Paul at the time, Saul and Barnabas. So ministering to the Lord is the real key, meaning it's that fellowship with the Lord himself. Yeah. Now, when I got saved, I, I, I joined what was called the catacombs. And it was a Thursday night meeting where that's all they did is worship uh, in a massive cathedral, St. Paul's on Bloor Street. Mervyn Mola Watson led the amazing services. It's the same lady who wrote the song Jehovah Jireh that everybody knows. She and her husband led that, that amazing move in Toronto called the Catacombs. And, and it was all about worship. And I had not really known anything about that before uh, my salvation. And the first week I was saved. Here I am in this amazing uh, uh, cathedral. Later, when I went to Miss Schumann's meeting, and she just came on the platform and just began to sing. I remember one song, uh, How Great Thou Art, and the glory of God came so strong. I was so amazed by that moment and still am to this day. Uh, and then later when, when I worshiped the Lord for a whole year in my room, uh, at that time, my family would not even talk to me because I had gotten saved. They could not understand that. So. The Lord really met me. And then later, I just simply took 
what was happening in my in my room on the platforms uh, of 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 uh, the services I had. I never even expected that I would be preaching. I used to stutter, so I, I never thought I would ever uh, be able to stand before a crowd. So all I did is I began to basically just I kept worshiping. So it didn't stop. It 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 began in my private room, and now it's on a platform somewhere, and people began to join me. I don't believe there is such a thing as leading worship. I, I just believe in worship. So when good. we worship, people just join us. Wow. Nobody can lead anyone into the presence of God. They themselves, out of love for the Lord, want to just worship Him. And when they do that, the door opens the, wow. to the presence of God. And that is what's missing today. What's missing today, the focus is not about Jesus. The focus is about worship. It's not about worship. It's about Jesus. He is our life. He is our all. And we worship the Lord. We don't just worship to worship. Wow. Uh, so good. A lot of people worship to worship. I mean, look at the different religions. Uh, go, go, go for for example, to a, to a Catholic church. And they'll sing some beautiful songs, but they're not singing to the Lord. Uh, or a Greek Orthodox church. I grew up in a in in a in a beautiful um, uh, church in Jaffa, where they sang the Gregorian chant. It was a beautiful chant, and everyone would be t very moved emotionally when they would start singing the chant. It was a very beautiful sound, but no presence of God, no no reality of the Lord whatsoever. It was just some men and women who were who had beautiful voices, yeah, and they would chant the, the Gregorian chants, all of them from the Bible or from some prayer book that someone wrote. Um, was Jesus there? No, it was a lot of beautiful music, and uh, that's about that was it. And we would we would all uh, uh, you know. I mean, I can. I remember a lot of those chants to this day, but there was nothing in them except sound. And today yeah. that's what you have in churches. I mean, frankly, to be honest with you, the Gregorian chant did more to me than I than I hear today <laughs> with all the noise they make and gives me a headache. <laughs> I mean, at yeah, least when I... the Greek Orthodox priests would, would chant, it was beautiful to listen to today. They have the drums and they have the guitars and they have the sound and they have the noise and you want to just run and pray that that your eardrums haven't blown up already inside because it's not worship to the Lord. It's they call it worship. It's not worship. It's not worship right. doesn't need worship doesn't need music. Yeah, it's so good. Worship is from the heart. Uh, Paul the apostle said, "Be filled with the Spirit." making melody in your heart unto the Lord. You sing and make melody in your heart unto the Lord. You don't need a, a, an, an instrument for that. I was one time, I was I was at Christian retreat in Bradenton, Florida. It was at night and uh, I had just ministered to the crowd at the, at the church there, beautiful, sanctuary they have seats about 2000 and the place was packed that night so i go and i'm in my bed at the hotel that they built uh, over there it's still there 
And I just began singing to the Lord, just worshiping him. He just walked in, into my hotel room. <laughs> just me, just singing yeah. to the Lord, just he walked right in. You know, that is what damages the kingdom of Satan. Okay. Is when we worship the Lord. When we minister to the Lord, you know, there's a very powerful portion in the book of Daniel that you see in chapter 7, where the angels are worshiping the Lord. And the next thing you see is the judgment of the Antichrist. Hmm. So worship moves God to judge the enemy. Wow. We don't have to, we don't even have to fight the enemies. We just worship. Or Jehoshaphat understood praise brings God on the scene. And that word yeah. praise in, 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 in Hebrew, baracha, means to bless the Lord. So frankly, it was worship. They began to worship the Lord. So a lot of times what we read as praise is actually worship in Hebrew. Yeah. To bless him. Okay. Baruch atah, you know, the baracha or the, you remember the, Valley of blessing, they called it later. Yeah. So the thing is, the minute they began to worship, the enemies attacked each other. So whenever worship, think about Samuel. Here's little, little Samuel ministering to the Lord. What was the next thing you see? Is the prophetic comes back to a whole nation. Yeah, it's true. There was no wow. open vision. It says so, no open vision in yeah. those days. A little boy ministers to the Lord and brings change to the nation. One little boy. And I can give you example after example after example in the Bible. When they worship, what kept Israel in the wilderness from being destroyed because of the sinning? They sinned over and over and over and, and, and over. What kept them protected? What kept the cloud over them? and the fire over them. The worship of the Levites. God literally chose a whole tribe to do nothing but worship him, to minister unto him. And it says so. It says that whole tribe did one, did, did one thing only, ministered unto the Lord. And ministering unto the Lord kept them alive wow. in the desert. God never left them even when they sinned. The cloud was still there by day and the, and the fire was there by night and, and the Lord didn't, didn't walk away from them because of that worship of that one tribe. So, but they were worshiping the Lord. They were ministering to the Lord. Today, we don't talk much about ministering to him. We talk about ministering for him. Yeah. I'm going to lead a crowd to sing songs that... They say it's to the Lord, but I can tell you, it is impossible to worship the Lord publicly if we don't worship him privately. So good. It's impossible to have public worship without private worship being a real part of your life. And that's really all that I think happened to me. And I did not know it then, that that is what changed me. And I would, I, I had a, you know, you, you're, you're too young to remember those days, but we, we had the reel-to-reel -reel in those days, you know? And you would put the reel-to-reel -reel on that machine, and when the tape ran out, you have to rewind it and play yeah, it. I have no know. idea what that is, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> the old reel-to-reel -reel tapes, 
and I would record uh, from albums. You know, I would buy these albums that you put on the machine, and I would record with a with a microphone. I would record the songs I wanted and I loved. So I would go to a store and I would buy the big old albums, play them, take the microphone from the reel-to-reel tape recorder and tape it by holding the mic or putting it on a little stand. And I would play the songs I wanted because the the uh, the uh, record, you know, it would it was if if it was scratched, it would make a noise, you know. Yeah. So I would buy it brand new and I would start taping the songs that I wanted. And then I would play those same songs on the reel-to-reel. And that's all I did. And I would play those beautiful, I still have them somewhere. Wow. And I would play those reel-to-reel tapes and uh, and I would just forget all about my troubles and all the things going on in, with the family. And I would just lift my hands and worship. And I would go on till two in the morning. Yeah, and one time Satan showed up try, trying to stop me, and I was I was shocked. He actually came to my room, wanted to kill me, and and I was stunned. Like, why would he show up? And and here I see his face, and the room got cold, and suddenly the most beautiful blanket of peace covered me, and I went to sleep. But he knew that my private worship was damaging him. And I didn't know that. I would wake up sometimes at night and see angels in my room looking at me, just staring at me. Because I would worship for hours, then I would fall asleep. And I didn't sleep a whole, you know, a whole lot in those days. I'd fall asleep by two, sometimes three in the morning. I would get up and go to work at eight. I used to work for the Catholic school board there on, on Edmonton in Toronto. And but it was a glorious time in my life. And I would rush back to my room and the first thing I'd say, oh dear Jesus, I missed you. Did anything new happen that I need to know? It was like an amazing, I would run up the stairs, run into the room. Oh dear Jesus, I missed you. I missed you. Please, is there anything new I need to know today? Did you do anything? You know, It was just a beautiful fellowship with the Lord. And I'll never forget the one time I'm standing, this was in April, I'm worshiping the Lord and Jim Ponto came, you know, he was a wonderful man of God who blessed my life greatly. It was like a a spiritual father to me. He was a free Methodist pastor. Sweet saint of God, very godly. He and his wife, Marianne, had a foster home and uh, took took in a lot of troubled kids, many of whom became actually ministers. One of them was David Garson, who became the, the uh, dean of Regent University. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he was one of those young people that came in trouble. Wow. But anyway, so... Jim would would pick me up to so I would go with him to to his meetings. He used to play his accordion and min, and minister in, in small country churches mostly, and in Canada. And he 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 came one day and I heard him you know honking in the in the car. He had an old Chevy, and um, and I'm worshiping the Lord, and I'm leaving the 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 because I heard that Jim was there down down on the uh, outside on the street. So I'm about to go down, and I felt a hand, beautiful, touch on my arm. And I heard the Lord say, please, just a few more minutes. Oh, my gosh. And I I was amazed and moved that the Lord, you know, didn't want me to leave yet. Let Jim wait a few more minutes, basically. So I go down, 
And I said, dear Jesus, I promise, I promise I'll come back quick. And, 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 uh, but, but I have to go. Jim is waiting out there. So I go down, I get in the car and Jim starts crying and begins to, he begins to sing hallelujah. And he didn't move. He didn't go nowhere. That car didn't go nowhere. He's sitting in that car and he starts, hallelujah. I said, Jim, are you okay? He said, the minute you came in the room, the Lord came in with you, uh, the, in oh. the car. He said, the second you came in the car, the Lord came with you. Well, when I said, Lord, let me go, he just said, I'll come with you. And so he, he longs for our fellowship. He longs for our time. And worship moves his heart. And when we worship the Lord, when there's nobody there, yeah, he will give us things we can't even ask for. Wow. We'll have experiences we can't even believe that that can happen. And that is what happened in the Crusades. I I wasn't leading worship. People thought me I was leading. And you say, well, I'm the best whatever. No, I'm not. I don't even have the right voice for it. I just I think your Jesus. voice is great. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I love Jesus so deeply. I always just don't want to want to want to sing to him. Yeah. And that is what changes our lives and and that's what the lord wants from us and and that's what he wants from me even now until the day he takes me home and wow. and sometimes sadly we preachers and we christians forget that we have to remind ourselves the lord is not interested in your hard work he just wants you yeah Come on. and when you and when he has all of you He'll, he 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 will use you in ways you can't even pray for or believe for, because he yeah. just shows up. I mean, I was in when I took the Catherine Goodman service for a memorial service in Pittsburgh a year after she passed. They asked me to conduct the service, which was another miracle by itself. And I got on the platform, and I was so scared because it was the first time I was ministering with her choir behind me, her people in front of me, no, none of them knew me. And I looked at her and said, dear Jesus, I can't do it. And he says, I'm glad, now I will. <laughs> wow. And all so I did powerful. is just worship. All I did is just worship. I wasn't much of a preacher in those days. And, and he showed up and miracles began happening everywhere because I was worshiping him. And miracles began happening and I'm like stunned and Maggie Harder comes up to me and then she said, kiddo, you got it. I even didn't know what you meant by you got it. But the thing is, the Lord came and moved. And that's all it takes. Yeah, so powerful. True worship. You know, that, that, you know, it is not what Jesus said to the woman at the well. That's what God really wants. More than anything else. He said, the hour has come. You will not worship here or in Jerusalem. The Father is seeking those who worship in spirit and truth. That is God's longing, that we love him in that way, to give him our time and our heart and our worship to where we're not, we don't care about if, if anybody's out there watching us and listening to us or impressing anyone with our ability. It's nothing about that. It's all Jesus, that's all. So good. I think I might have, can you still see me, yeah. Uncle Benny? Okay. Yeah. It it kicked me out, but it's all right. Um that's so beautiful. I hope that I I hope that helped you. Oh my, the, oh my goodness. Yeah. And and I well, would basically, encourage... 
get to know Jesus, get very close to him, and let him know how deeply you love him as you worship him. That's incredible. That's a perfect answer. And if you're a leader, you know, something I, I would want to encourage you to notice is that what he talked about for most of that time was his secret place. I mean, I've been with you, Uncle Benny, in, in crusades where or in meetings where after the meeting you would be in the green room talking and people would be literally like piling in coming into the green room, falling down. And I remember like the first time experiencing that, I'm like, is anyone going to say anything? And it was like, you've never gloried in, um, in the things that he does. You, you just have gloried in him. And, um, I mean, I even remember while I was working for you, you know, you do these songs, these vertical songs, which I say, I think you never you worked for me. You worked <laughs> for the Lord with me. Okay. I worked yeah, for the Lord with you. Um, <laughs> but we, there was, you know, you, I think we do too much horizontal stuff today when we need to get back to vertical worship. Yes. But, very good said. Very well said. Yeah. But you, um, one, and you sing kind of the same, these songs that they just seem to work. They just seem to move God's heart. And I remember one time asking well, it's the not Lord, my, uh, William, it's not about the song. Yeah. It's about what it says. Yes. Yes. It's about what it says. And these songs were written out of experience. Mm. You know, when Steve Fry, when Steve Fry wrote, Jesus all glorious, it came from his heart. Oh, the glory of your yeah. presence, written yeah. by, by a man who loved Jesus deeply. He, he also wrote the song, Oh, I want to know you more, deep within my soul. Yeah. That was him. That was the real man. He, he wasn't just writing a song so he can sell the album. That was him. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, you, 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 we, we, we sing today, he's the savior of my soul. Catherine Kuma wrote that song. It was her heart saying it. Oh, wow. I don't think I knew that. That's amazing. Yeah. So songs yeah. like that carry the Lord's presence because they came from someone's experience. Not not some melody they decided to write. Yeah, I just came up with. Yeah. A word, just, you know, I, I'm yeah. going to write a song so I can whatever. No, no. It was them. And that's why I think it's sad today that the old hymns have been pushed aside. The yeah, old hymns contain the experience of deep men and women. Yeah. I mean, think, that's think, so well, think about, you know, think about the greats, the John Wesley's who wrote some of the greatest hymns, you know, and on and on. What beauty they, they, they brought us. So, yeah. It's it's about the experience they had, the walk with God they had that they that they gave us through those songs. And so, when when I sing to the Lord, it's my song. It's something that God did with me too. Yeah. Like yeah. when I when 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 I sing glory glory, I'm singing that. I'm not repeating somebody else's song. Yeah. I really yeah. want to everything in me is that's saying powerful. glory to the Lord, and that's why the Lord shows up and this is what is missing today. Yeah, I there agree. There is no, not in every area. Thank God a lot of them are moving beautifully, but in, in what you call this move, they call whatever it is, 
that they have a lot of massive crowds and concerts, and they're walking away from the faith, even so-called worship leaders. How can a worship leader walk away from God? Because he doesn't know him. Yeah. yeah, he never did. Yeah. Never did. Yeah. So, no, it's it's all about Jesus, totally. Yeah, and no, what? and I, I, so that time, I remember saying, you went into Hallelujah, which was, for us, anytime you would go into that, it was like the Lord was, you know, present. And I remember the Lord saying to me, like almost correcting me, it might be old to you, but it never got old to him. And it goes to what you're saying of, it's not about today in our culture. It's like, let's get through this worship set and here's our list. And I think it grieves the Lord. And that's what I believe the Lord is restoring this hour. And really why, you know, we're doing habitation is, is we, we want, we want to see revelation 21. We want to hear a voice say that God and man are tabernacle together, but we've got to learn and- what moves his heart. And I believe, listen, I believe the hunger for it is out there. Yeah, amen. Look, a few days ago, a few days ago, you know, sometimes I want to see what are people putting up on YouTube from our old meetings or so on. What is amazing me is how many have the worship from the Crusades on YouTube with millions of people that have seen it. The song yeah. Hallelujah, the some place out of it was with Chinese writing, went on for like ten hours or more. I don't remember what it showed. I watch it all the time on YouTube. That very one. <laughs> but the thing is, the the hunger for that is so great. Yeah. That people but people watch it like you and I heard dear David Hernandez was telling me a few weeks ago. He said he he plays that over and over. Because people want to get into the the presence of of the Lord, and they put the song "Hallelujah" from one of the of the crusades or different crusades. It encourages me because it says that they want it; they really want that. Yeah, yeah. And how and sweet that it, how precious that the hunger is there in the young people. Yeah, I I mean I can tell you, I could tell you that it is, and we are we're hungry to learn which only comes by his word on how, how do we minister to God daily? How do we become part of that? Like one of my favorite portions of scripture, Ezekiel 44, the the sons of Zadok, that when the children of Israel went astray, they stayed in his chamber, tending to his heart and he invites them to his table. And, and that's what I believe the Lord is, is doing in this hour, but we need fathers like you to learn from. And so again, we're so honored that you're going to be with us in January. And, uh, well, I, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. So yeah. let's let's give the dates again. So that's January. So January 20th through 22nd. And you can find all the info for it on risennation.org. Um, it you'll see that the main sanctuary is full, but we we have still room in our overflow rooms if you guys want to register. Um and there's always usually a percentage of no show. So I'm encouraging everybody, just sign up. We're gonna find a way to pile everybody in the building and it's going to be amazing. But my last question, uh, uncle Benny would be, why uh, do you believe that it's important for people to come and participate in this event? Proximity. Mm. It's all about proximity with the Lord. Um, so good. It says they followed him. They followed him and he healed them in the gospel. Wow. He could not have healed them if they were not following. So 
Catherine always talked about the importance of being in the proximity of the Lord's presence. And that's what happens when the church comes together. He shows up and we come into that proximity. It's, 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 it's harder to receive when you're not there. You know, I know yeah. people today say, well, you know, I'm going to watch it on YouTube. I'm going to watch it on, you know, some platform or television. No, it's not the same. I have, look, look, I have watched, I have watched Catherine Kuhlman's uh, tapes that are on YouTube, m- most of which she, she did not even know that they were being taped because she, did, she would not have allowed it. There's only one service she ever allowed to be taped, and that's uh, Dry Land Living Water from Las Vegas, the one yeah. service she had there in 1975. But she was taped secretly at, at the maybe center and other places. Yeah. And that's why you see the camera, you know, doesn't move and it, it doesn't look, you know, yeah. as good as the one they, they did on film. But it cannot compare. Not of, none mm. of what you see can compare with the real service. I went to the real meetings. And I can tell you, it's key to be in the presence of the Lord yeah. there. Not through some kind of, you know, social media platform, which, you know, it's wonderful that we have it, you know, wonderful that we, we, we can at, at least see it. If we can't be there, at least you're going to still be blessed. But being there is, is, is life changing. Being there because you are focused, you're attentive. You can easily get distracted by watching something online. But in a, in a service, the atmosphere, it's all about atmosphere yeah. that, that's created when the people are there. And that's why I say, absolutely, it's very important to come and be there. That's just the way it is, forsaking not the assembling of yourselves together. Okay, dear so William, good. love you. And you, sweet people, I, I would you encourage you all to, to pray for my amazing nephew and his ministry. And then to come to the conference, uh, January again, 2021, I think you said. 2021, 22. And 22. And that is in, 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 in Dallas. Yes. Yes. Dallas, Texas. What's the name of the, of the area there in Dallas? So the city is Keller, Texas, and the name of the church is Risen Nation Church. But they can find you online anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can find us online, but Uncle Benny, that was amazing. I, I'm cherishing, I will cherish this forever. I can't say thank you enough. And thank you guys all for tuning Love in. Love you too. We'll see you guys soon. I hope you guys enjoyed this message today. If you are interested in following us or learning about what cities we're going to be in with Habitation, please visit us at habitationministries.org. Thank you so much for joining us today. We pray that God touched your life and drew you closer to him.